Well, we're here. Yes, here we are. Here we are on this, another episode of The Smug Buds. It's me, Liz, Mm -hmm. and I'm here with my friend and my Mm. pod wife, Will. Hi, Will. How are you? Hi, Liz. I'm good. How are you? I am feeling great. I've got a warm, yeah. cozy rice bag on my shoulders. Mm. Got two beverages to drink throughout the duration of this, so I don't become parched. Nice. Uh, how are you? How is uh, the old AZ, as they say? Nobody says that. People only say that for Pennsylvania. They only say PA for Pennsylvania. Yeah, well, it is AZ uh, or the AZ, despite what people do or do not say, and uh, <laughs> it's good. We're recording this about a week before Thanksgiving. Mm-hmm. And uh, it's finally starting to feel like fall slash beginning of winter here Mm -hmm. uh, with uh, temperatures in the 50s and 60s, even sometimes in the daytime. And we got some rain in the past week, uh, which is always appreciated. (laughs) So, so thanks. (laughs) Uh, And yeah. yeah, it's uh it's 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 a welcome relief and and a good time to live here. And a good time, yeah. Uh it's um uh, you said we were near Thanksgiving. Kenny's birthday is November 25th, so his birthday is mm. Monday. Um yeah. and so happy birthday Kenny. We'll be celebrating tomorrow on Sunday and also on Monday. But um I said to him about a month ago, I said yeah, your birthday's really early this year. Meaning like he was mm-hmm. born on Black Friday. So I can't I can't mm-hmm. actually think of a time that we've been together that his birthday's been on a Monday. Mm. I remember when it was on a Tuesday because it was the first time that we well, like the it was when I when we sort of officially started dating. Um but um I said, Oh, your birthday's really early this year and he was like, No, same time it always same is. Time. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. But it seems that way. Yeah. If I'm understanding you correctly, because Thanksgiving is so late. Yes, exactly. Yes. Like, like there were pictures on my time hop today of us celebrating Thanksgiving today. Uh-huh. Like yeah, right. This day yeah. of the month. <laughs> right. Yes. I also saw that because, as I think you know, every morning it's part of my ritual that I look at my memories on Facebook, mm-hmm. uh, checking to make sure that there is nothing that I want to delete. Uh-huh. Uh, usually there's stuff from 10 or 9 or even 11 years ago at this point mm-hmm. that makes me go, oh, it's embarrassing that I ever wrote that. Uh-huh. And I just wipe it away. Yeah, the internet. Uh, so I also, yes, yeah, saw some Thanksgiving pics as well. Uh, Blake apparently does that every day and then deletes everything. Yeah. Just everything, he said. That's probably smarter. <laughs> I mean, it's less sentimental, but... Yeah. I wanted to tell you something um, about time travel. Oh, boy. Yes. An episode that we are releasing tomorrow. We are. As as we are uh, recording this. So, Kenny and I have been watching She-Ra, um, mm-hmm. The Princesses of Power, on Netflix, yep. mm-hmm. uh, which is incredible. It's super gay. I highly suggest it. I noticed you said that you and Kenny are watching it. Oh, yeah. And Elliot, where oh, is Elliot, oh, Elliot in is, this? Elliot is also technically watching it, but uh, he uh-huh. knows less what's going on. Though he okay. he will at the end now, the theme song ends like, we must be strong. And he'll at the end go, um, be strong. And like put his arm up. <laughs> mm-hmm. Nice. 
So just to make sure I'm understanding, and this is spoken without judgment. Yes. You, the two of you are watching this children's cartoon and is, it is not for your child's benefit that you're watching it. Yeah. Yeah. We watch right. a lot of cartoons, okay. a lot of children's yeah. cartoons. Sure. Yeah. Again, uh, we've also no, been watching no Carmen, Sandian- Carmen Sandiego. Interesting. Voltron's a little bit uh, more pre-teeny, but, um, mm-hmm. or, you know, teenage. Um, yeah. And Shira is very, very good. Um, mm-hmm. It's it's definitely worth watching. There's a lot of, um, I tweeted about this to Buffering the Vampire Slayer, but there's a lot of, like, Buffy faith tension between Catra mm-hmm. and She-Ra, two of the characters. Yes. Um, to the point that, I don't know if you saw this tweet that I tweeted. Um, I, I did. Yeah, like, it's like the colors and then, like, the positioning sometimes match of mm-hmm. when they interact with each other. You did a side-by-side comparison on yes. Twitter. A screenshot from She-Ra and a screenshot from season, I assume it was season three of Buffy. I think it was season three. Yeah. And uh, it was it was impressive, definitely. So um, the reason I bring this up is because we watched an episode today that's in season four. And uh, so I guess some spoilers if you haven't gotten that far, but there's this character named Raz who's like this sort of like weird witch. Cool. And the show, um, when we've interacted with her before... Um, we've always been sort of watching from Shira's point of view, interacting mm-hmm. with her, and she kind of disappears and comes back and goes back and forth. And um, like, Shira can't always find her. And mm-hmm. you realize in this episode, or at least this was my interpretation of it, um, that Raz is glitching between time periods. Mm-hmm. So she keeps um, she the the Shira before uh, Adora was named Mara. Mara. And okay. so she keeps calling Adora Mara, and then mm-hmm. you realize it's because she keeps, like, she'll be walking and it'll, like, glitch and she'll be in a totally different time. Mm-hmm. And sometimes even a totally different time within the the realm of, like, the person she's talking to. So, mm-hmm. like, um, at one point she me- in this episode, she meets Mara, and she's like, oh, Mara, dearie, there you are. And Mara's like, who are you? And she's like, is this the first time, like... It's been so long since I've had a first time. Mm-hmm. And um it's this it's it was a really well done episode, but I was like, there it is. Time travel. Mm-hmm. And because she's traveling through time basically against her will. She can't control it. And what did I do the whole episode? Cry. Cry? What did Elliot kept saying? You sad mama? Mm-hmm. <laughs> Mama, it it okay, Mama. Except then at the end, he's like, "Um, I just watched like this and pulled the blanket over his head." <laughs> that's. Uh, I hope you don't mind me saying that. Sounds like a lot to put on a kid. Oh, it is. To, I, I don't <laughs> to know. Just like monitor your emotional well being like that. <laughs> oh my god! I at one point, Kenny said to me, "You can't cry in front of him," and I said, "He will just get mm. used to it. <laughs> he will just get used to the fact that I cry fairly sure. often." We all develop compartmentalization <laughs> techniques eventually. No, I think eventually he'll just be like, oh, mama, fine. She's just crying. <laughs> I guess that's a fine thing to learn is normal. Yeah. Yeah. Um, so that said, that's my update. Because I know part of, um, mm-hmm. part part of, not your criticism, but you sort of said to me like, I don't think that I'm running into time travel as much as you are and you 
and I think I watch more things than you do, was sort of, I think, a point you sort of made in that episode. Yeah, we're close enough to that. That's that's a fair characterization of how I thought about it. And um, so this is just me saying, here's another time I've run into it. And it's yeah. new. It's very recent. You're, it's Yeah, it's drawn to you somehow, mm-hmm. or you're drawn to it. Uh, I will say, I have seen plenty of my own uh, time travel-related media, uh, some of which I assume you haven't. For example, uh, if you want it, I haven't seen She-Ra, uh-huh. and I, uh, but it sounds to me like if you wanted to see a, a similar story to what you, the plot or subplot that you just described, mm. but you wanted to see like the really stupid version of that, uh-huh. um, that it, w- your description of that reminded me of the cartoon Bravest Warriors. Oh, I've not heard of that. You haven't heard of it? Yeah. It was, um... As far as I know, it's it's been online only. I don't think that it's ever uh, been made for television. Uh-huh. But it was like this moment quite a, f- a few years ago when it was like, oh, the creator of Adventure Time uh, created this cartoon that's like just on the, on the internet mm-hmm. and you can watch it on YouTube and it's called Bravest Warriors. And uh, it's... Um, it's worth a watch up to a point. Uh, I would, I would say. Yeah, I know what you mean. Uh, and there is a an old, a crazy old man character mm-hmm. who uh, it becomes obvious is is the is the uh, is the protagonist as an old man, mm-hmm. either come from the future or come from an alternate reality or both. Yeah, that sounds like it would make me cry. <laughs> I well. I don't think so, but hey, it's you, so yeah, I never me. know. It is me. We I forget what we were watching the other day, and it was like a trailer, I think, for something. Mm-hmm. And Blake was here, and he just went, Jesus fucking Christ, are you seriously crying? And I was like, I told you this was going to make me cry. <laughs> Trailers can do that. Yeah. Yeah, I I can relate to that, and I won't judge you for that. I've seen a trailer, and it's been so effectively manipulative that I've you know welled up mm-hmm. and gone like I didn't even see it yet. <laughs> um. So that said, I think I think I'm all caught up. Do you have any other things before we get into this old yield episode? I think we should get into it. It's that time. It's that time. So what are we talking about today, Will? Well, for the first time, I think I can say by request. Yes. You are talking about what I think might be called feminine hygiene products or processes. (laughs) I don't know. No? I mean, maybe, but I feel like that's a little bit misleading. Okay. Does that refer to something else? Feminine hygiene processes? Well, I said products first. Yeah, feminine hygiene, that's like tampons, dude. Really? Yeah, if you hear about feminine hygiene products, most people are talking about controlling the blood coming out of one's body. Don't you think, though, so what we are talking about is like detoxes and that sort of thing. (laughs) Don't you think that when you hear feminine hygiene, like, it applies more to what we're actually talking about? I mean, maybe there's such, what it, there's such a strong association with like, like women, like the thing is, is like, I don't know a better word for it, but at the same time, I always felt like, uh, it just, 
it just felt like, oh, you know, those women have to, you know, get their blood together. <laughs> they gotta, you don't they know a be... better word for it? I just, it, it always feels a little bit condescending to me that it's called feminine hygiene. Well, yeah, I, I mean, absolutely. But I, I can't think of a better way to describe it that would be, that's like, supposed that's like sort of sterile sounding and, or like, not just like. So we're just totally throwing away the word menstruation, that there's no... I guess menstruation. I mean, yeah, I guess. And honestly, I think menstruation products probably would be better because, uh, you know, not everybody who has a period is female. Mm-hmm. You know, or or feminine. Mm-hmm. But anyway, this is not what we're talking about. <laughs> what are we talking about, Will? <laughs> detoxes i guess yes (laughs) i don't even know i i know less about this than i knew about breastfeeding or giving birth the i this is uh i i I hope i don't sound foolish no uh, no when i say that this is a complete mystery to me mystery is too strong a word because that implies some kind of appeal <laughs> it's a it's a it's a subject of complete ignorance for me is what I, I mean to say yeah so sarah had messaged me at some point and said i have a request uh so i was yep. like what and this is i think during the first season or maybe even before the first season came out and i said what and she said ago. i hate detoxes i hate them and i want you to do a, an episode on that she was like i i don't want to do an episode on it <laughs> but i would like if you did and mm-hmm. i was like sure so um I realized that I already sort of knew a lot about this, um, but I did ask her yesterday specifically if there was anything she wanted me to focus on, and she said, tea toxes. So we'll get into that mm. a little bit. Um, Good. But, so I know you said you know very little about this, but like, what is your, what would, what, what There's do you no think point. of? There's no point. There's no, here's, I'll tell you, okay, you want to get a baseline on yeah. this topic? Yeah. I will tell you the one singular thing that I think of. Okay. And it is a scene in the movie Wet Hot American Summer. Yes. That is between. Yeah. uh, Excellent comedy. Uh, It's between the kids, uh, not the counselors who who take up most of the screen time. Um, Some kid calls uh, one of the indoor kids, Mm -hmm. uh, quote unquote, uh, calls him a douchebag. And then that kid returns by saying. Well, that is a hygienic product, and so I take that as a compliment. <laughs> yeah, and douches are end, not are not actually hygienic. So, end of what I think of. Okay, so I'm gonna try to describe this without also being too too t- talking too much about this because I think that a lot of other people will have a bit of a more of a baseline than you. So I think that right now in our society, there's this um, culture of purity in terms of the things that we put into our body. Um, And part of that comes with the idea of clean eating, um, Mm. which is a whole different podcast. Um, But it's the idea that like certain few foods are are better for you than others. Um, Mm -hmm. And it's actually caused some people to develop a, an eating disorder known as orth, orthothexia orthec or maybe it's orthexia um and this is an eating disorder that's not recognized by um like that medical 
Bible yet. But the, the DSM. Yes, the DSM. The Diagnostic and Statistical Manual. But it's be it's a term that doctors are using to describe this obsession with. Basically, it ends up that people have a diet that's so restrictive that they aren't getting all the nutrients they need. Yeah, I just googled it. It looks like orthorexia. Orthorexia. Thank you. Um, well, also, good job finding a word based on me not describing it well. You got very close, so <laughs> you gave me everything I needed, and Google did the rest. And so, you know, the idea here is that, like, you know, we're trying to be our best selves. People don't feel physically good, and then, like, you know, some people like cut out sugar or they cut out gluten, um, and they feel rejuvenated, right? And then with orthorexia which is not what this podcast is about basically like there's this there's this clean eating it's there's this article called called like where we went wrong with clean eating that talks about this one youtuber that was like she was like a raw vegan like a no Mm -hmm. sugar raw vegan that Mm -hmm. was so she was like um and her hair started falling out because like the only the only carbs she was letting herself eat were like carrots and sweet potatoes and she was like turning orange um Mm -hmm. which is the thing that i knew could happen because of the magic school bus did you ever see okay. that episode? I don't think I've ever seen a single episode. <laughs> Liz is making a shocked face for the listener. Wait, really? You've never seen an episode of the Magic School Bus? I don't think so. Why? There, no, there were just some. Car- I, I was. I watched a lot of cartoons, but I was sort of selective. This is like, and there, there were is- some cartoons that just just, just repelled me for some reason, this and is, that was one of them. This is exactly reflective of our tastes in podcasts. Mm-hmm. Yeah, <laughs> I guess I'm more. I so... was I was watching, you know, uh, SpongeBob SquarePants, and which I hated always. Ren and Stimpy, and also hated Ren and Stimpy. You were watching Magic School Bus and learning that carrots turn you orange. There, um, I, I guess the main reason I am surprised by this actually is that Magic School Bus episodes were often relied upon by my public school teachers when uh, there was like. A recess when it was raining or an uh, a stray half hour that they needed to fill. Um, I never went to public school. And whenever <laughs> there was a TV in the classroom, I, I don't really... The only thing I remember watching in school is Finding Nemo. I know we watched more than that. But the one clear, distinct memory I have is like Finding Nemo yeah. was the movie that we watched. Yeah, I also feel like they played Finding Nemo a lot for us, um, which is odd because it feels like a movie that came out late for me to be watching it so much in school. Anyway. Um, it just feels so modern because it is so good. Yeah, I It guess. was ahead of its time. Yeah. When did it come out? Do you know? No, but I'll Google it. I should know if I if I were as much of a film buff as I aspire to be, I would know. <laughs> anyway, so two thousand and three. Okay, two thousand and three. Okay, I guess that is a little bit. I mean, I still say that's a little bit late because hypothetically, that meant there were only four years for me to watch it, and I definitely watched it a lot. Yeah, and if I have, and if my memory is accurate, then that time we watched it in school, I must have been in eighth grade. Wow. Okay, so you watched it right after it came out. I guess. Um, so, yeah. So, I think that there's this culture around, you know, some foods are – some things that we put into our body are good and some foods that we put into our body are bad. Mm-hmm. And the flip side – and and I think that this is one of those sciencey things that gets 
a little bit tricky because there's there's some truth in it. Um, mm-hmm. Yeah, eating a lot of processed sugar is not good for you. Mm-hmm. Um, and there are people that have food allergies that maybe didn't know that they had food allergies before we had better ways of testing for it. Mm-hmm. Um, so, like, in that sense, those people, like, people who have celiac disease, like, truly do need gluten-free products, and they didn't have access to them readily without just sort of eating things that were natural, quote-unquote naturally, without gluten, until mm-hmm. very recently. Um, mm-hmm. You know, within the past 10 years, let's say. Yeah. Um, but does that mean that nobody should be eating gluten? <laughs> I don't think so. Yeah. Um, it just, it just, it hits the market and then it becomes trendy. Yeah. Because it's a, a new way to sell something. It's like the old uh, Mad Men thing that I think I invoked in like the very first episode of this uh, podcast. Mm-hmm. You know, they're, they're, um, I still can't remember. It. I couldn't remember. They're toasted. Yes. Thank you for remembering. <laughs> Probably because you've listened to that episode, what, 10 times by now? Yeah. 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 They're toasted or in today's world, they're gluten free. Yeah. And so um, the sort of flip side to that, I think, is um, it's sort of like decorating your house is what you eat and then detoxing is how you clean your house. The body is a temple. The body is a temple, baby. And so there are all these different detoxes. And the idea with a detox in general is that Mm. there are toxins in our body. Mm -hmm. They're just hiding there. They're stuck. They're clinging Mm. to our cells. Parasites. And the only way to get out all of them, to purge them, and to Mm -hmm. reset is to do a detox. Mm-hmm. Um, and so there's a lot of different versions of this. I, um, I pulled up some, like, of, uh, this, this, uh, four most popular types of detox. So there's a bunch of different kinds. So there's, like, a juice cleanse, which mm-hmm. is when you only drink juices for a certain number of days, one day, three days, up to 21 days. And it's, but, and, and the juices aren't all like fruit juices because that would be like, and if, if you were to say like, oh, there's a lot of sugar in juice, like the people who are doing the juice cleanse would be like, oh, but you only drink like a, like a fruit based juice, like once a day or something. Like a lot of them are vegetable based. Um, sometimes, um, you'll see like a cashew milk sort of juice that like you drink once a day. Um, mm-hmm. And the idea with that is that it um, is like, you know, all of your body, you're like, you're just getting the nutrients from the juice. Mm -hmm. And so it's like, it's going to like, uh, you know, clear up brain fog and like, just reset you, right? Like you're eating the most basic thing you can eat, which is a liquid. Yes. Um, And then there's also colonics do you know what a colonic is i think i do since since you turned it to me for a moment can i interject and just would i be stealing your thunder at all if i contextualized the beginning of this by 
reading what's in our Excel sheet about this. Oh, please. Yes. I didn't even look. So I think that this is probably copy pasted from Sarah's message. Oh, sure. Yeah. You put in there. Can you do a smug bud about (laughs) douches slash cleanses Uh slash detoxes Uh and how they're all bullshit because your body does those things already? Yeah. And then you replied in the field next to it, Uh which is um, where we put uh, possible research that's needed. Uh You wrote, women and women's bodies are dirty and need to be rid of all this shit, but but nobody sells detox tea to dudes. Uh So that's just... (laughs) <laughs> where I was coming from. That's I just I just wanted to read that to show you yes. in more specific terms yes. where I was coming from. Uh-huh. When I tried to characterize <laughs> what, what the topic was. Yes, you're totally right. Um a colonic is uh a word that I might be confusing with another word. Okay. So I don't know if I want to say what I think it is. You say what it say what you think it is. I think it's like washing out your uh colon. Yeah, yeah, thank you. Yes. Right. <laughs> yeah, so a colonic is specifically um basically like a douche for your colon, so you're like pushing water up there and then like pushing it out like an enema. And uh Part of the reasoning here is that there's, um, like, impacted fecal matter in your colon that there's no way to get rid of except to, um, like, shoot water up there and then have it come out. (laughs) Yeah. Because that makes sense. Um, And then, yeah, same with douches. Like, I mean, I think most people know now that douches aren't good for your vagina, but... The idea with a douche is that you have this, like, you know, you, you know, douchebag, which I think is the perfect um, insult. I think douchebag is a perfect mm. insult because nobody likes douchebags. Women don't like them. Men don't like them. They're not good. The idea is that you fill this bag with water and sometimes other cleaning things, sometimes horrifying things. Like, sometimes people would put, like, um, bleach in there, I think. And that okay. it would go into you and clean it out because it's dirty Mm-hmm. And, you know, we clean everything else. Why wouldn't we be cleaning occasionally our colons and our vaginas? Especially, like, you know, like a wound, for example, yeah. is very important to clean. That's yeah. like a hole in the body. Yeah. And my vagina is essentially a wound. It, it doesn't needs- seem hygienic. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, uh you you said douchebag is the perfect insult. Yeah. I, better or worse in your opinion than scumbag? Oh, better. Better than scumbag? Oh, better. I think of scumbag often and I specifically I think of I had an English teacher in high school who seemed to take pride in educating us uh-huh. that scumbag meant used condom. Oh. <laughs> We'll see. Okay, so I guess this is why I, I wonder think- how he would feel knowing that that's like the primary lesson <laughs> from him that I remember. Sometimes I feel like teachers must be like, 
Uh, well, they learned something, you know? Well. <laughs> <laughs> no, that actually makes me more like douchebag more because I think douchebag is so perfect of an insult because it's not it's not necessary for a woman to use. Um, mm-hmm. And it's, um, in fact, not good for a woman. And so, you know, women agree that it's not good for them. But it's not yeah. because of a woman. It doesn't come from a woman. Uh-huh. Um, it's just like, it's definitely, you know, it's definitely coming from like the patriarchy, but it's not like, it's not actually referring, and none of it is actually referring back to the person. Like even scumbag, if it's like a used condom, like dudes are allowed to ejaculate. And I'd prefer that maybe they don't ejaculate inside of my body sometimes, mm-hmm. you know, in terms of like, I don't want to yeah. get diseases. I don't want to get pregnant. So, so there's used- more. There's more. There's more potential to take that as a compliment in yeah. the vein of Wet Hot American Summer. Yeah, you're saying. Yeah. Yeah. yeah no, but, I see. I I see that. Um, especially because, like, I, I mean, I don't know. That sounds like a really great situation. Somebody like had an orgasm into a condom and didn't impregnate a woman or give her a disease that she didn't want, or a man. In terms of the diseases. Uh-huh. Um, or hypothetically the pregnancy, but yeah. So, um, so yeah, so those are sort of like the general ideas. But then there are, of course, because we live in capitalism. Hey. Products. Yeah. There are products. And um, Jamila Jamel, I think is how you say her name. She's the woman from The Good Place who plays Tahin- Tahani. I always say Tahani and it's wrong and it's so offensive. Tahani. <laughs> oh, no. Liz is canceled in this episode. Oh, God. I can never return. <laughs> um, Tahani, and Jamil- played by Jamila Jamel, who's British uh, and who I adore on Twitter. Um, she has been particularly... Um, um, critical of these um products because people like chloe kardashian will um be advertising them and as she said here's a tweet from her it's this um picture of chloe kardashian that she's um screenshotted and she's got her like detox shake and then she's like showing off her flat abs and she says oh my god you guys this product that this product that must also come with a personal trainer, a dietitian, and a plastic surgeon is on sale. All of those things, all those things in one case of non-FDA approved dog shit. Fabulous. Um, because that's the people that are marketing these are oftentimes people who have all of these other resources to be able to mm-hmm. be very skinny. Right. Yes. Um what's his name um usually when i say what's his name it's a name that i'm forgetting uh-huh. in this case it's a name that i actually absolutely do not know um because i've never watched uh it's always sunny in philadelphia uh-huh. but the the guy who plays mac oh yeah and, and mac famously uh got really fat in one season and then mm-hmm. also got like really ripped in another season uh-huh and he had some kind of viral post about how he got fit and his viral post was sort of making the same point about like all the resources that he had like he 
he sort of framed it humorously by mm-hmm. saying like you know this is all it took it's easy anyone can do it and mm-hmm. then the list of the things that he did and had at his disposal is enormous yeah and it's like you know a trainer and how many hours a day he worked and yada 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 yeah Janet Varney has talked about how on the JV club she has a trainer and she's like, I really like this trainer because the trainer will say things like, okay, you can have six pack abs. Like I can get you to have six pack abs, but what are six other things that you want to get rid of? Because you will spend so much time to have Mm. six pack abs. Like that's how unrealistic it is. Mm-hmm. Um, for most people, that you have to give up six other things that you enjoy doing. <laughs> mm-hmm. um, all except podcasts. All except podcasts. Because that, that you can do while you're working out. It's true. <laughs> and we hope that you are. <laughs> Not really. Yes. So um, let me, I wanted to give a little bit of context for these T-Toxes specifically, and also for the Flat Tummy Company, which is the one that Mm. Khloe Kardashian specifically is um, uh, repping. They both, um, they both, Flat Tummy and this other one, which is literally just called Skinny T-Tox, both include T-Toxes, but... um, the flat tummy one also has shakes. Mm-hmm. So let me read to you the mission of the flat tummy. <laughs> the writing. I'm getting, I'm getting flashbacks to our amber teething necklaces episode. <laughs> this is worse than that. Oh, wow. General, our mission. Don't worry. We've got your back. From one girl to another, we're, held at, we're here to help you get back on track. Your tummy flat and feeling freaking good. We set out to create a natural, safe, and gentle way to get our tummies flat and kick that bloated, slow, and sluggish feeling. And we did. Cool. Um, and then it says, note, all of our programs are designed for babes 18 plus. What? So the first thing is about flat tummy tea, and it says... Flat tummy tea is a two-step herbal detox tea with ingredients traditionally used to help that kick that bloated and sluggish feeling and get you back on back to flat. It's designed to help you boost your energy and reduce your bloating. So there's an activate tea, um, which just mostly has like herbs in it. It's got like I mean herbs that are like pretty benign. It's like peppermint, lemon, licorice, dandelion. Mm-hmm. I don't know what cleaver is. is Maybe that's something that's more insidious and I don't know. Insidious. Fennel, green tea, caraway, cardamom. But then there's a... Hello, fennel. Then then there's a cleanse tea, which is senna, peppermint, uh, cassia, camocrista, licorice, caraway, dandelion, and rhubarb. And so... Yes. In the copy that you read a moment ago where it said it was two steps, uh-huh. that's, those are the two steps, the two separate teas yes. that you just described? The okay. activate tea and the cleanse tea. So the activate uh-huh. you're supposed to drink in the morning. The cleanse, the big thing here is senna. Okay. Senna leaf is a laxative. Um, mm. And so that's like the thing right is like these things that are making you skinny are basically just making you like poop and not absorb nutrients correctly Mm. so here's one of the faqs this is not a question but 
no, it this the 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 bolded part just says no, it shouldn't have you running to the bathroom. Don't this is what I mean when I say the copy's worst. Worse, okay. Mm-hmm. Don't yeah. worry, babe. It definitely mm-hmm. shouldn't. The gentle cleansing effect is an essential part of the detoxification process to eliminate all those nasties and beat the bloat. Some girls are a little worried by this, and you can weaken or strengthen the effects by infusing it for less or more time. Most girls find that even at maximum infusion time, our tea is quite gentle. But then it says, side effects of the cleanse tea, or lack of. There shouldn't be any crazy side effects. Our tea is 100% natural and doesn't have any nasties in it. Our cleanse, evening tea, does work to help detoxify your body and may help you go to the bathroom. But don't worry, it's really gentle. You may find if you don't drink enough water that you'll get a little dehydrated because you're drinking fucking laxatives. So make sure that you keep the water up. It, <laughs> when I hear copy like this, I can simultaneously hear the pre-legal draft, like the draft <laughs> that they wrote and before it went through lawyers who said like, uh-huh. no, you can't say it won't have side effects. You have to say it shouldn't. Yes. And then also, like, <laughs> you can't say that it doesn't have any, I don't know, toxins. Legally, you can say it doesn't have any nasties in it <laughs> because <laughs> that's meaningless. So technically, it's true. Yes, yes. Um, so these aren't part of, like, the detox part of it, but I think it's worthwhile to mention the flat tummy shakes. Mm-hmm. So there's also part of this program are these shakes. And um, the idea is that they're like, they're protein shakes is what they are. But Mm -hmm. the idea is that they're a meal replacement. Okay. But all of these shakes, the serving is Mm -hmm. like 125, 140, 130 calories, which is not a meal. Uh Um, even when I am, when I have been actively trying to lose weight, like after I gave birth or something like that, and I was eating basically the lowest amount of calories you can eat and it still be like considered definitely healthy. Lowest number. Uh, that's for my body weight, which is the, it's the lowest number anybody that's an adult really. It's 1200 calories. And so 120, 104, let's go with the highest, 140 calories would not be a meal replacement. Mm-hmm. Because if you're having, let's say you're having, let's say you're having four meals a day. Let's say you're splitting it up by four. That's still 300 calories. Mm-hmm. So, so again, it's not that you're like having a meal replacement shake. It's that you're just drinking your calories and you're eating less of them. Mm-hmm. But we'll get more into, I mean, that's not really part of the detox part. So let me read to you some stuff from the skinny tea talks <laughs> page. Okay. Uh, this is like even more wild to me. So again, it includes tea leaves, senna leaf, ginseng, chrysanthemum, cinnamon, cloves, rhubarb, blah, blah, blah. But senna, it's it's a laxative tea. Okay. How does it taste? This is one of the questions on the FAQ. How does skinny Great. tea talks taste? The loose leaf tea, so this also has like a morning tea and, an, and a nighttime tea. And the nighttime tea is what has the, um, has the like laxative in it. Yeah. The loose leaf tea is delicious. It's just like the tea you would buy at a cafe down the street, except maybe better. Our tea is absolutely the best quality that money can buy. The nighttime cleansing tea isn't as delicious, 
parentheses. Mm. It's what's doing a lot of the work because it's a laxative, mm-hmm. but it's far from bad. The taste is more like a white tea than some of the fruity teas you may be used to drinking, which who are these people drinking fruity teas? Anyway. Well. Do you drink fruity teas? No, I was going to say, I I think the audience is babes 18 plus. <laughs> Personally, we love the evening tea, just how it is, but some people add a bit of natural sweetener to make it taste better. And then they, this is what's in parentheses for a bit of natural sweetener. Honey. Mm-hmm. Maple syrup. Okay. Lemon. Sweetener? Not a sweetener. <laughs> okay. So what you do is you drink a cup of tea every morning and every night, and then you're supposed to eat basically eat healthy. Um, oh. And if you buy – but do you know how much it costs? Yes. Okay. So for you drinking tea twice a day – oh, no, no. Mm-hmm. You're drinking the morning tea every day and the evening tea every other night because it's a laxative. Okay. It is seven days is $35. That sounds like a lot. 28 days is $60. Okay. Yeah, it's a lot. Okay. And you know how you said that most of this is like, um, what's the word? Focused on men or focused on women? Yeah. It is. Is skinny T-Tox only for women? Absolutely not. We have a special T-Tox just for men called skinny oh. T-Tox for men. There we go. Now my ears are perked up. Which, again, is just complete bullshit. Because, what? No. I would, I would love to hear how it's different. Yeah, I'm pulling it up right now to see how it's different. There's no information about the skinny T-Tox for men. Let me look at the disclaimer. You shouldn't be do it if you're under 18. Great. They, like, don't hmm. have the ingredients. There's oh, there's four reviews and they're all five stars. What could they possibly say to address the fact that it's not uh, uh, authorized for children? Uh, what do you mean? I mean, is there anything in their FAQs that responds to the question, like, why do I have to be 18 or older in order to use your product? Well, it does say if you it does say you have to seek parental permission on this page. Let's go back to the FAQs. It just seems doesn't that make it seem more suspicious? Yeah, it totally does. To be does. like oh. take this thing for your health, but don't let your kid have it. Okay. Also, I forgot about this FAQ, which is horrifying to me oh does a t-tox affect my contraceptive parentheses birth control pill oh well okay yes start starting to see why the question of is it only for women would naturally come up (laughs) the t-tox can potentially reduce the effectiveness of birth control if you take the pill within four to five hours of your laxative effect i'm so confused right now it's I mean, then no, never will I do this. <laughs> I mean, I'm not on the pill, but oh Did my you god! Say four to five days. Four to five hours. Four to five hours. Okay. Huh. Because I think the idea is that if you are drinking, like when you take a laxative, it means yeah. that your body's not absorbing stuff, okay. and so if you take your birth control pill and then you know 
swish it down with your la- with your laxative tea. Laxative tea. It's not going to be absorbed into the system. Right. Into your system. Into the system. Um, the system. So, okay. So that's sort of the... I mean, do you get a sense now of how this is bullshit? I mean, at least... Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. yeah. <laughs> okay. So... Yeah. So that's the... I mean, what, let me now talk about why this is specifically bullshit. <laughs> All right. Um, and then we'll get like into layer three. So layer, okay. so layer one is, I mean, yeah, that sounds shitty and it is. Layer two is, this is why. Oh, sorry. One more, one more detox thing that's worth talking about is okay. saunas and hot yoga. Oh, interesting. So when you go to hot yoga, they will say things like, I actually I have the benefits of hot yoga from this. This is just like a random yoga uh, studio's website. Mm-hmm. There's a reason we crank the heat to 105 degrees to sweat. Sweating is one of the best ways to eliminate toxins from the body. The more water you drink, the more you sweat. That's not how that works. The more you sweat, yeah. the more you detoxify. It's like taking a shower from the inside out, resulting in a body that is clean and pure after every practice (laughs) that made me sick hearing the phrase taking a shower from the inside out that's some like cronenberg shit okay the skin is the largest organ of the body yes and therefore sweat is the fastest way to get the toxins out Therefore, that is one of the boldest uses of the word therefore that I've ever heard. Okay, so, okay, so that, that's the end of phase one. Phase two. Do you, what is a toxin? I mean, I think that's the thing is like, I think we need to start with like, what is a toxin, right? Because they keep talking about toxins. Yep. What is a toxin? If you're asking me, I, I assume that it is a, a buzzword with no specific definition. So it's definitely uh, being used like that at this point. Yeah. A toxin is just something in your body that you don't mm-hmm. need anymore. Yeah. Okay. So, you know, some things that are toxins, quote unquote, are things that our bodies were using and now we're done using them or things that we started off. And we needed, but now they've been transformed because we've used what we could of them, and now we're we're there to get rid of them. Like my wisdom teeth. <laughs> yeah, your wisdom teeth were toxins. Unlike my wisdom teeth, uh, which I did not have because I'm genetically superior. Well, that makes me genetically far inferior <laughs> because I had seven of those bad boys. Are you fucking kidding me? Do you not know this about me? <laughs> Dude, you got... Three of my wisdom. You you got personally yeah. three of my wisdom teeth. That makes sense. It just makes sense that we found each other. <laughs> it was, we need it to was find cosmic. our lost quarter. Yeah, I can't believe you didn't know this about me. I did. You know about the wisdom teeth about me? I guess I didn't, but I mean, mine's more of a story. Okay. Well, can I tell my story because it's shorter? Okay. When I was seventeen, I went to the the uh, dentist. For the last time for about 13 years. <laughs> <laughs> Congratulations. And not because I because I didn't have dental insurance yeah. after that. And mm-hmm. uh, I saw, uh, oh, God, what was the name of my dentist? He had been my dentist for a very long time. And he had been my grandfather's dentist. 
which is maybe why we went for him, because I'm assuming that my grandfather paid for that some of the time. And my mom's listening to this going, no, we always did it ourselves. Now, okay, mom, well, we also didn't, I also didn't go to the dentist from between the ages of like eight and 14. So, um, so I go to the dentist and I, he said something about wisdom teeth. And I said, yeah, I don't think I have them. And he was like, <laughs> you have your wisdom teeth. And I was like, I have not felt them. I don't think I have them. Okay. And he was I, like, I hate that you were proven right. <laughs> Now that you now that you've just said I I don't feel them or I never felt them, that's uh, that's you should you did not deserve to be proven right. So I went in and I got an X ray and it was the coolest X ray I've ever gotten because like my dentist now doesn't have this X ray. I put my my chin on a little like a little stand and then mm-hmm. this thing like went woo, 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 around uh-huh. my head. Yeah. Um, which my dentist now does not have, but my dentist does have a TV and lets me have watch lazy, have wear lazy reader glasses so that I can watch TV like while I'm lying down. That's nice. Um, so they do that and I go and I sit in the room or whatever and he comes in and he's like, yeah, you don't have wisdom teeth. I was like, fucking told you. (laughs) And I remember after that, after that, my mom took me to Panera. I got Panera Oof. lunch instead of having to eat lunch at school. And I, like, strolled into my fucking high school holding one of those, like, Panera green teas that I thought was, like, so good. and mm. But was, like, mostly sugar. And I was just like, this bitch doesn't have wisdom teeth. Yeah, that pisses me off. <laughs> so what happened to you? Oh, I just, when I said more of a story, I didn't mean literally, but... uh yeah, I had uh, seven, and I got them all out in one go. Wow. I had one operation. Uh, I was anesthetized. Uh-huh. And uh, when I went home, I lay on the couch. I was drugged up. I took Vicodin for days afterwards. Oh, yeah, totally. And it was on that couch and in that state that for the first time I saw the film The Big Lebowski. <laughs> no. <laughs> yes. <laughs> Was that your doing? It was on TV. <laughs> I might have selected it. <laughs> Holy shit, dude. How were they spread out? How were your teeth spread out? Um, I mean, you know, like two and two and two and one. Okay, so bottom right was the one that only had one. I don't remember if that's specifically what it was. Luckily, you didn't have. I assumed it was two and two and two and one, but I'm glad to hear yeah. that you did not. It was have not three. seven and O and O and O or something like that. No. Seven, dude. Oh yeah. my god! And I, I mean the extra the extra ones were smaller. I mean they were not seven equally sized, <laughs> but there were there was you know seven distinct. Yeah, 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 yeah. That's incredible. <laughs> That's wild. Yeah, yeah. Um. So yeah. Wisdom teeth are the toxins of our mouths, and um, <laughs> otherwise, toxins are just things that your body doesn't need. And the way that your body gets wit- rid of gets rid of toxins, gets rid of toxins, mm-hmm. is mm-hmm. you poop and you pee. Yes, this is why we have kidneys. Uh huh. This is why we have a liver. Okay. And this is also why, when your kidneys start failing, you have to go through dialysis. Uh huh. Because otherwise. Your blood gets, you can get very sick from your blood not being cleaned basically in 48 hours, which is why people have to do dialysis like every two days. Mm-hmm. And 
I mean, that's the sort of short and long of it. But the sort of then other part to this is then like in terms of the sweat, you can sweat buckets and that's not how things leave your system. Um, yeah. But even if you did, even even when things do leave your system from, from sweating, it's like the tiniest amount. It's nothing compared to the organs that were made to clean your body. Mm-hmm. Um, the same thing is true of, um, I mean, the other sort of ironic thing here is a lot of these things are, you know, based around like cleaning, quote unquote, cleaning out your system either through laxatives or by like not eating solids mm-hmm. in the sense of juice cleanses from forever ago that we talked about. Um, but the thing that cleans out your digestive tract the most is fiber. <laughs> uh, yeah. Okay. Yeah. So eating things like, Broccoli and um, kale and other things that are really high fiber, that's going to do a great job of cleaning out your digestive system in term um, in terms of that like compacted fecal matter. There are there is a condition that that exists, but it's not like everybody has sort of like the gluten thing. <laughs> mm-hmm. There are people that have celiac disease, but. It's not everybody. And the people who have it, just like the people who have, like, a like a fecal issue, like, they definitely have it. But it's not just, like, some people kind of have it some of the time. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? It's not, like, a better safe than sorry yes. kind of situation. It's, like, wait until something's wrong with you type of a situation. Yes. Um, and, again, with laxatives... You really should only take laxatives if you are constipated. Uh Uh-huh. So, like, I mean, to go back to that pregnancy episode, like, being pregnant can make you constipated. um, Just in terms of, like, your body being so whack with hormones, but also because of all this pressure that's on your digestive tract from the baby. Mm -hmm. And um, especially when you're trying to use the bathroom after you – if you've um, been ripped open like I was – Using those muscles, the same muscles, if you'll remember, that you used to push the baby out, if you did push the How baby could out. I forget? <laughs> it, it's incredibly painful. Um, I remember one night uh, trying to use the bathroom for one of the first times after I gave birth, and I was bleeding. Mm-hmm. And it hurt so badly, and I remember lying down in bed, and I was just weeping, and it was when my mom was there, and she came in and, like, talked me down and then tucked me into bed and I slept for, you know, however long until Elliot woke up again. Mm-hmm. Um, so like, yeah, that's when you use a laxative, but otherwise you don't want to because they can really mm-hmm. screw up your digestion and, and the nutrients you're absorbing. Mm-hmm. Um, and you don't want to, you especially don't want to be using, you know, there, there's a difference between using like a gentle laxative and like something that's going to make you like have diarrhea right away. But mm-hmm. you certainly don't want to be using a gentle laxative for weeks on end. Yeah. And can I just point out at yes. this moment, I wasn't planning on talking about this on mic, but just Angie just walked by me while you were saying that. <laughs> and it just so happens that we're having this conversation as uh, my dog is wearing a diaper. <laughs> right, right. So yeah, there's a really great episode of Science Versus that really goes into a lot of the science behind why these things don't work, um, which we will, of course, put in the show notes. Um, but 
the sort of third phase here, I mean, I know this, which is to say the, re- the reason the second phase of this is shorter is because like a lot of people, I think Science Versus did a really great job of doing the research. And also I, I feel like you just have to trust me when I say like our bodies do it for us. Same with our vaginas. Our vaginas self-regulate. And when we put something in there like water, it makes it basically like imbalance. And that can get you like a yeast infection or something like that. And I'm embarrassed that I assumed that that was primarily what we were going to t- be <laughs> discussing. Oh no, that's because fine. because as I as I tried to point out before, douches were first on that list uh-huh. uh, in that comment from Sarah, and then also uh, your comment in response was about uh, women's bodies and and things marketed to women and not men, and I assumed. That we were talking about an anatomical yeah. difference specifically. Well, and I think I said I see I see now it's it's broader than that. Well, and it's def- that's definitely part of it because the the idea here thing again this goes back to the purity culture right so so phase he- three is here is like who does this largely affect women that's not to say men aren't pulled into this too but the sort of culture for men here is based more around um, like working out and building up muscle. Yes. Um, whereas for women, it's about deprivation and purity. And Uh so, um, women are going to be, um, because the other thing is that like the idea of this purity is the idea that if you're just pure enough, you will be skinny. Mm -hmm. Or if you're just pure enough, you will be beautiful. And the standard for beauty is being thin. Mm Mm-hmm. And so, hence why that whole company is called Flat Tummy Company, as if that is the peak of health. And we know that just being skinny now is not the peak of health. Mm-hmm. And so, it's this this thing that's sold to women as, you know, this is what you need to do to be able to be beautiful, to be acceptable, to be the image that you want to see yourself as. Mm-hmm. Um. It's just something you have to buy. And also, here's the other thing, and this is a point that Wendy Zuckerman brings up in the Science Versus episode at the end, because they did a a juice cleanse for a day, where for 24 hours, all she did was drink juice. Mm -hmm. And she was like, I felt so bad. And of course she did. She wasn't eating. (laughs) She was just drinking juice. Mm -hmm. And she said, I just thought to myself, God, like, they said I was going to feel better. And then yeah. I re- and she's like, and then I realized basically like this is how they get you. Where if you don't feel wonderful when you're on this cleanse, you assume it's your fault or that you're not doing it well enough or that your body is the thing that's broken and you need to do it more to fix it more. Like you need to reset more. Yeah. And I mean, I feel like you were you were saying a moment ago how like uh men are supposed to get bigger and women are supposed to get smaller and exercise is more uh expected of men and more emphasized in in for that audience yeah and i think it's e- every but everyone has had to exercise and and it's it's easy enough to put that narrative onto something that is supposed to be for your health because uh, in my experience, anyway, a lot of things that are for your health uh, suck and I do not enjoy them. Yeah, it's true. The things that I like most and and I mean, even for me, so like I um, would say that I 
am a person that likes healthier, quote unquote, healthier things more than a lot of the people I know. I mm -hmm. love vegetables. Mm -hmm. Elliot was eating a salad tonight. After he had already eaten his dinner of cheese pasta, he made Kenny give him some of his salad and ate a whole child-sized salad with his hands. That's, like a dessert. That's weird, Will. <laughs> I love him, <laughs> and he's my child, but that's weird. Um, but, um, you know, I For like, a boy, especially? Oh, a boy eating vegetables. What? A salad? A he boy, a little baby boy wanting a salad. He what are, be how out are there you eating dirt? How are you raising that child? Oh, What's God. your agenda? The gay agenda? I, yeah, I'm trying to make him gay. <laughs> <laughs> I see your gay agenda. Uh, um, which also, as a note, I just want to say that, like, I feel like salads are always associated with women, specifically, as you just mm -hmm. brought up, and also yep. that they're like, they're sort of like always, I think, characterized as being like dainty. And I think mm -hmm. salad is like maybe one of the most difficult things to eat. Well, it's violent, sure. <laughs> There's a lot of penetration, <laughs> like extra penetration, like... Where there's chewing involved, there's always penetration. But where there's a fork involved, <laughs> there's even more so. Well, well, it's also just like, like, whatever. If you're eating a salad that's like leaf based, mm -hmm. the pieces as, as I know most salads to be. Or well, I, I mean, understand. there's like green salads and like you know, salad is a is a you know you could have a salad and, made of roast vegetables. And and uh, of course, potato salad yes. and macaroni salad those are count, salads, and those count as salads. Th those are because that's the. There's also okay. tossed salads and arranged salads, and scrambled eggs. <laughs> anyway, hey baby, I hear the blues are calling. <laughs> so if you're eating a a salad that is gr green based, um, the pieces of lettuce or or whatever. The leaves are never bite sized. They're always slightly bigger than what you need them to be. They're, it's hard to get a fork through them because they're so thin that unless you have a lot of them, it's hard to really pierce them. And then hmm? if you love yourself, they're covered in some sort of dressing, which is messy. Mm -hmm. And so, and that you never have a, like, whenever I go, I hate this. I hate this most of all. I hate going to office lunches where they have like, catered it and it's like a sand it's like sandwiches and then salad but then they give you like an eight inch plate to eat off of when mm. you can't eat a salad off of that plate you need a bowl right. that's about you need to eat salad you need a a dish that is twice as big as the salad to eat it properly because otherwise you mm -hmm. can't toss the dressing in it and it's gonna fall off of the plate yeah this is this is why uh i think that Something needs to be added to the uh, silverware repertoire mm -hmm. beyond just forks and knives and spoons. Uh, we need uh, handheld tongs. Oh, yeah. Like, but wider than like a like, chopstick, you mean? Yes. Like easy to operate. Like you can really change the size of it depending on what you're picking up. Uh, tongs. Yeah. Scoopers. That that would make eating salad much easier. That would make e make eating salad much easier. Anyway, that's my salad diatribe. Um, so I asked Sarah, um, because we had not talked about this in, you know, 10 months or something. Huh? I said to our devotee, our first request bud, 
I said, do you have anything specific you'd like brought up debunked why this bothers you so much? And she said, tea talks, those teas that make you shit a bunch. Drives me nuts. <laughs> also, just like how a lot of those things converge with multi-level marketing and how fucked up mm-hmm. and predator predatory that is. If I were yeah. ever a guest bud, I think MLMs are the thing I'd be most qualified to talk about outside of evangelical Christianity. But there are good cool. podcasts about how destructive they are already, and I wouldn't be ending anything to the conversations. Oh, also, mm. douches, by the way, she brought up douches again. Douches qualify as the same thing in my mind since the vagina self-regulates. It's like a detox for your vag that actually fucks you up. Also, just the way that it all gets marketed is normal for women to do it when at best it does nothing and at worst it hurts you. And I want to say that is exactly the conclusion that Science Versus came to. The way that they ended it was saying, at most it will do nothing, and at the mm-hmm. least it will actually create harm. Yeah. And I would just add in response to that message from Sarah, um, she made a request of the right podcast hosts because when have we ever worried about how much or how little a topic has been covered by other podcasts? <laughs> I did three episodes about the Marvel movies, <laughs> the most popular movies of the last decade. And the best movies, one could argue. Oh, well. <laughs> We're... Not here to enrage any Scorsese's. Right, right. If Um, we do while we're talking, hey, skin off my nose. And so so the third phase of this is, you know, on top of the fact that this doesn't work and that the marketing is terrible, it's harmful for women, right? It's this new phase of being harmful for women. And then on top of that, you have this uh, other layer of capitalism, which is that women, as we know, oftentimes – do not have the same economic opportunity as men. Mm -hmm. And so they oftentimes have to do things that men do not have to do to try to make more money. And one of the ways they do that is by um, having side gigs. And as we know, multi-level marketing is for a lot of people a side gig. Mm -hmm. And yes, we will not have to get into uh, how fucked up market level marketing is because there are... I saw a great movie... Uh, the other week uh-huh. um, that I'm very lucky to have seen because it was playing at the Loft Film Fest oh, right. uh, where where the Loft, my local art house cinema, uh, at the Film Fest, they play the movies that you can't even normally see there. Mm-hmm. Uh, so it's like the fringes of the fringes mm-hmm. and, and new stuff that hasn't necessarily gotten like a distributor yet. And I saw this... Uh, movie from mexico called the chambermaid uh which is about a a a young woman who works uh as a uh maid in a a very fancy hotel in mexico city Mm. and so there's this like it's like seeing this like very affluent place but like from the perspective of the people who work there Mm -hmm. who are workers and and uh uh you know whose lives are are very much the opposite of that sort of affluence. And and one of the things that makes the movie great is that the more she talks to her uh colleagues, uh the more they there are just other women just trying to sell her things at work. Oh yeah, uh-huh. And it's like it's it's this like it's perfect because it's just like it's just like a part of the fabric of this world. Mm-hmm. Like it's like it kind of makes you laugh as as an audience member. It's not played exactly for comedy, but it's mm-hmm. it's done knowing that like 
it will be kind of funny that this one woman who she has to see will keep trying to sell her Tupperware. Mm-hmm. But at the same time, like you, you basically know what that woman is going through. And so mm-hmm. it's also desperately sad. Mm-hmm. I, I can't recommend that movie enough. Oh, yeah. I would love to see that. And yeah, so, yeah that's, it. that's just, exactly it, right? Is that... Um, MLM you, is like, it's so like prevalent that yeah. like, if you go, you know, into a world like that, it's like you, you're bound to encounter it Well, and, also, and, and, and encounter it repeatedly. When we talk about like, you know, the wealth disparity between like people who have billions of dollars and, or like a people who have $1 billion and like every billion dollars, $1 billion, uh-huh. <laughs> one bill, it's worth $1 yes. billion. Dollars. Right. Um, yes. The billionaire's dollar. It has a picture of Bill Gates on it. Yeah. And everyone else is that with these MLM companies, like, it's this microcosm of money where eventually, like, we're just circulating ourselves, right? Like, Mm -hmm. because the money isn't actually coming from people that have more money. (laughs) Mm -hmm. And so... Um, I mean, that's like part of it, but yeah, that's exactly it. Right. Is that like, if there are all these women that are just working at this hotel, it's not really like any of them have any more, any less than anyone else in a way that's going to like actually benefit them in the end. Mm -hmm. Um, so yeah, I had Googled like market multi-level marketing, uh, detox Uh and I found a website, um, that was about network marketing companies. And the little pop-up that came up was tired of MLM. Me too. Network marketers are switching to affiliate sales and seeing real, real results. So basically this is saying it's trying to say that it's not multi-level marketing. It's trying to say that it's this other thing, which is better, but clearly it's like, it doesn't matter. Right. Can, can I say what this is reminding me of? Maybe the closest I've come to encountering this sort of thing firsthand Mm -hmm. when I was in grad school and I was there on a teaching assistantship and I was teaching freshman comp and I was teaching a new curriculum that was given to me Mm -hmm. and taught to me almost simultaneously as I was teaching it and which I found to be uh, very um, inaccessible. Mm -hmm. Uh, The textbook was called Writing About Writing. Right. And there was a uh, a segment of the course about uh, what are called discourse communities, um, which I would today just call like subcultures, mm-hmm. but like viewed through like a, a, a lens of rhetoric. Yeah. And, uh, and so it was one of my students' assignments to sort of do uh, primary research on a discourse community that they could gain access to. And then do a sort of um, ethnography mm-hmm. of like that community's, uh, you know, uses of language and mm-hmm. communication, you know, varieties of communication. And then they had to not only write a paper, but do a brief presentation to the class. Mm-hmm. And one of the students uh, presented on uh, what was clearly a, a multi-level marketing company. That's so interesting. Um, it, it might have been interesting if... If he had understood that. <laughs> oh, no. Yeah. No, he was clearly like. In it. Yeah. I don't know if he was selling it himself at that point. But if he wasn't, then he was clo- He was darn close. Mm-hmm. And he was he was not presenting on it as like, look at the language that 
a multi-level marketing company uses. He was presenting on it like, this is, you know, such and such energy drink and you can buy it from these people. And, and there was a video that was part of his presentation Mm -hmm. and in the video, which is like a video like made by this company, there's a guy who says the words, it's not a pyramid scheme. (laughs) (laughs) And I was like, you got to, you know, you got to know your red flags, buddy. Yeah, that's like saying <laughs> I'm not racist. Yeah. Was, but uh, and I remember there was a diagram that was supposed to help illustrate that it wasn't a pyramid scheme. Uh-huh. And it was, was it triangle just, shaped. <laughs> well, it looked just like two pyramids. Like it, <laughs> like it looked just like, well, instead of one person at the top and then people underneath them and people underneath that, there's two people at the top. Oh, and my then, God. Oh my God, Will! That's how I remember it, anyway. Uh, This this article that I'm looking at has this amazing paragraph. I mean, Mm -hmm. this is the sort of like logistical, like pretzeling that people are doing. Yes, gymnastics. As much as I critique MLM companies for being dishonest and selling snake oil, comma, Mm -hmm. I can't deny that the weight loss and fitness stuff does work for some people and there are many folks making bank selling the stuff don't take that hey. as <laughs> don't take that as a recommendation to join any of these companies though you'll need to decide for yourself if network marketing and direct sales is for you is for you but i i i, I almost thought that they were going to say is right for you <laughs> it sounds very like commercial type um, language and these um call now these this this article then goes on to list twelve companies, twelve. Mm-hmm. And this I had never heard of any of. Well, I've heard of Beachbody, but none of the other ones I I've heard of. Okay. Um, one is just called "It Works," by the way, with an exclamation mark. That's a great name. <laughs> can I can I hear the others? I'm just curious to know if I've heard of any okay. of them. Uh, I don't know if I'm saying this right. Isagenics. Okay. Beachbody. Yes. Skinny Body Care. Okay. SPX Nutrition. Hmm. Advocare, one word, capital C. Interesting. Modere. Ooh. Octavia, which sounds a lot like Activia, the yogurt brand. Or Octavia, the Spencer. <laughs> it's it's actually her company. It's not. Your great uh-huh. Octavia Spencer. Uh, it works! <laughs> exclamation mark. Vfinity. <laughs> That sounds like a Marvel uh, Disney Plus show. Vfinity sounds like Fivefinity. <laughs> like, just five, actually. <laughs> v for Vfinity. <laughs> Plexus. Uh-huh. Wakaya. W-A-K-A-Y-A perfection. Wakaya tr- forever. And True Vision Health, which just sounds like an optometrist. Optometrist. Yeah, right. <laughs> um, that's, that's, that's one way in which... My body has compensated for having an absurd number of wisdom teeth. My my <laughs> my vision is excellent. I, I don't know if you know that about me. Oh, I don't. I, I have better than twenty twenty vision. Oh my god! You yeah, also apparently more... took that from me. Yeah, yeah. We've we've got a real tradesy sort of <laughs> complementary system going here. Yeah. Yeah, my vision is more like 2015 or like maybe even close to 2010. 
Oh my god, look at you. Well, that's well, I'll need you for when I'm hunting, I guess. And your vision is so 2000 and late. Yeah, it's so 2000 and late that I'm I, whenever they talk about like like would you live through the zombie apocalypse? I'm like, no. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah, there's a Patton Oswald bit about that about like what it would be like for him when the apocalypse hit and uh he ran out of uh antidepressants. <laughs> um I don't even know if I'm friends with her on Facebook anymore cuz I don't see her. But there was a girl I went to high school with. I mean this mm. this is related to this. There's this girl I went to high school with. What was that like? Uh, what? Sorry, sorry. That's a joke about the fact that there were no girls at my high school. Oh. I said, I said, what was that like? Oh, that was a good joke. Thanks. Um, that's being generous, but thank you. And she, um, she all of a sudden started doing one of these like shake companies where she was mm. just posting these like videos all of the time about, um, the, like. Um, shakes that she was drinking, whatever they were. Oh, mm-hmm. yes. Oh, wait, here she is. I found her. I wonder if she's still doing it. And how she had, like, lost so much weight on these shakes and blah, 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 et cetera, et cetera. And, um, she, yeah, she's still doing it. November 10th. Tonight I have some exciting news to share. I'm officially accepting new clients for my private one-on-one nutrition coaching pro- program. So, she apparently has started her own company, which I respect at this point, because that's not what she was doing when I muted her. <laughs> mm. Um, But, like, she um, she started posting all these things and, like, posting pictures of her working out and posting, um, like, these things about the shakes. And what finally made me mute her is she had posted something about that, like, um, Starbucks unicorn drink. Yes, and the she, unicorn frappuccino. Yes, and she was like, why would you drink this literal poison when you could be drinking mm. this shake? And I was like, <laughs> I was like, the shake is just as processed as the frappuccino. Like, the shake mm. maybe has less sugar, but like, it's not like the shake is made of gold. It's like very highly processed materials, and the frappuccino is very highly processed materials. If you were to eat a caloric calorically similar amount of these things mm-hmm. like it's which is to say that like you know hypothetically the shake is like less dense right because you're mixing it mm-hmm. with water like it's not it's not that different really uh yeah um and i said as much and she was like i knew this would be a controversial thing to post <laughs> i was like you're a bitch uh, <laughs> uh did she just like she saw your comment and just saw like a starbucks stan like she she just saw like oh i knew i was gonna anger some of the starbucks heads out there oh my with god this one um so yeah that's <laughs> and you know you've got to make i understand like people got to make their money and stuff like that but like also again like mm-hmm. we know that being skinny isn't necessarily equal to being healthy mm-hmm. and we also know that health looks a lot of different ways um mm-hmm. but the way it doesn't look is just depriving yourself of nutrients so that you're skinny because it's toxins that are leaving your body like that's not 
there's no like pure state where we don't eat anything. Mm-hmm. Um, and so until until <laughs> the singularity comes, <laughs> and we're all robots. Well, yeah, or yeah, a sort of hive mind in the computer. Yes. Um, when we shed these human bodies. So that's my that's my spiel on on being very smug about detoxes. Like the fact that it's so prevalent is still is so wild to me just because I mean I guess it's not like I guess that's the patriarchy, right? But so much of it is like so easy to like just very quickly understand that it doesn't work. Mm-hmm. And I understand also that it's tricky because in the sense that like, you know, there are things that we hypothetically shouldn't be eating a lot of the time. <laughs> mm-hmm. But the answer is also then not to just not eat. Mm-hmm. Um, and I mean, I think that, I think that again, too, the thing, the other thing that's so, that's so terrible about all this, again, it goes back, it goes back to the patriarchy and capitalism as it always does. Yes. The patriarchy is creating this system where women specifically cannot win and then capitalism is trying to make money off of that. Right. Because, like, even me, you know, the thing that makes me feel the best physically is doing yoga all the time. I might do a, I might do a episode on yoga at one point because there's a cultural appropriation aspect to that um, that I, I think is more middle of the ground than, say, uh, I don't know, Gwen Stefani wearing a bindi <laughs> for fashion. <laughs> um, because I think that you can do yoga and have it not be cultural appropriation, but um, I don't think you should also be drinking wine out of a cup that says namaste y'all either. Um, <laughs> but, you know, I can't afford to go to a yoga studio. I paid for it when um, uh, we were in the terrible times with, with Kenny's dad being sick um, so that I basically wouldn't have like panic attacks. Um, and I, my body felt really good then, but it was a hundred dollars a month, um, which is actually not that expensive for a, like a higher end gym. Um, it's more in, especially in places like New York and DC, a higher end gym can be hundreds of dollars a month. Uh huh. Um, but I couldn't, I couldn't afford that. And, um, I want those people who teach those classes to make a living too. But like, that's the rub, right? Like the thing to get the thing that you need, you need to spend money. And sometimes the thing that you need is time <laughs> and you don't Can have you... time because you need to make money. Oh yeah, absolutely. Uh, 100%. Can you pay for yoga classes like a la carte? Yeah, you can. So the thing is, is, um, like the, so the yoga studio that I found, which I really loved, um, cause it was, it was close to my apartment. It was a smaller studio. It wasn't, um, super like, cause there's like yoga. And again, this is like goes back to the cultural appropriation. There's like yoga and then there's like yoga that's like power yoga where you're like lifting weights, which is not what I wanted. And then there's yeah. the real like yoga that's real, like very into the like spiritual aspect of it, which right. I don't want to go that far either. I don't mind thinking about breathing and being present in my body as like a sort of meditation. I'm totally on board with that. I find that very useful. Mm-hmm. Um, but I also don't want to just spend the whole class like 
thinking like some some class some classes I've been to it's just like you're thinking you're just sitting there breathing but then also thinking about like like light and the connection to the earth in a way that it feels excessive um that studio uh the drop-in classes and this is standard for this area are about like $24 a class mhm it's like i think it's 22 or 24 dollars yeah. um hang on one second yeah hey hey dana what do you normally pay for like a drop-in yoga class? The cheap one I go to is five dollars. Oh my god! Often it'd be like ten bucks. Okay, five to ten dollars is can what you, she said. Can you tell Dana what the cheap drop-in class is here? Uh, Liz's cheap drop-in class is twenty-four dollars. Oh no! <laughs> she said, "Oh no!" So, so I could. So the the sort of like monthly price you could pay if you were like a member was it was like a hundred and four dollars a month and so basically Mm -hmm. if you went once more than once a week if you went like five times a month it was worth it to be a member and that's so uh, do i understand correctly that's what you're paying for if you pay for a membership that gains you access to you've unlimited classes yeah okay yeah so it was yeah, if you're a real, worth, if you have the time, if you have and you're the time a real yoga fiend, and then you yeah, have you the can money. make that. Yeah. So like when I was going um, enough, I was going like basically, I was going Monday mornings, and then sometimes I was trying to go Monday mornings, Friday mornings, and Saturday mornings because the teacher mm-hmm. I really liked taught um, Friday and Saturday. Um, mm-hmm. And then they have free yoga at work because I work at a cool place that has yoga on Wednesdays. So then my thought was I'd go Monday, Wednesday, Friday, Saturday. Um, mm-hmm. And that didn't always work out. And so when I was doing that, that was really great. I was very strong. Um, oh, my God. If I could pay 5 to $10 for a yoga class, I would go way more. And, and, and I mean, I just want to say, too, again, this is not – this is how much it costs. Like, it's not – Mm-hmm. Like there's a cheaper option somewhere. Some places are more expensive, but that's capitalism. And also, again, these people have to live too, right? They have to live in this very expensive area, so they have to charge that much um, to be able to maintain. I mean, you know, we've talked in the past about how much rent is. Um, yeah, and that's also true of the studio space, right? Um, so I'm going to ask another question that comes out of ignorance because I've never gone to yoga. Uh-huh. Um, to what extent could you um, get what you would get out of those classes uh, at home? That's a great question. Um, I have found that I personally do not um, do as well doing yoga at home with a video. Mm-hmm helping me out or even just doing like my own round of stuff for a couple of reasons. Um, the first is that I'm less likely to hold myself accountable and push myself if either I'm the person making it up or if I have to be watching a video. Mm-hmm. Um, the second reason is that it's very difficult for me to do yoga in my apartment because we have carpet mm-hmm. and um, it's harder to hold the poses um, that are like, even like the ones that are like mildly balancey. Um, mm-hmm. Like the warriors, for example, are harder for me to hold because the, the floor is uneven and it's soft. Yeah. Um, uh, I could hypothetically buy a thing that they make specifically to make floors hard so that you can do yoga on carpet. Mm. Um, another reason is my cat. 
Um, it's <laughs> very difficult for me to do yoga um, with Rudy around because he literally will lie directly underneath me. Um, another reason is, you know, I find that I get the most benefit from doing yoga for like 45 minutes to an hour and a half. Mm-hmm. And um, it's it would be very difficult for me to do that in my house um, in a way that would not like, let's say I wanted to do that on a Monday morning. Yeah. Well, we have to get Elliot up to get him to daycare in time at 625, which means mm-hmm. that at a minimum, I'd need to wake up at five o'clock, immediately start doing yoga. Yeah. Um, or be doing it at night and like have Ke- Kenny not in the room. I remember trying to do yoga once at my cousin's house, my cousin who's like my dad's cousin and they're like in their 80s. And um, I went outside by their pool. I was doing it on the concrete. I -hmm. had my like phone up and my cousin still came out to talk to me. (laughs) (laughs) And like the thing with yoga too is like I specifically benefit from not being interrupted. Mm -hmm. So... Have, do I do still do yoga stuff at home? Yeah, especially like if I'm specifically trying to stretch something out. But the sort of overall calming feeling, um, mm-hmm. I I don't really get by myself. And and mm-hmm. maybe I just need to be better. Yeah. But I'm not. Well, yeah, well, like anything, it takes practice and I have to measure what it's worth to you, whether to keep going or not. Um, I have another subject i want to ask about but first i want to ask dana for permission uh can i uh bring up your power waffles yeah okay do you mind getting them out of the freezer okay so i want to get a second opinion about this did you just say power waffle yes i did uh this popped into my head when you were saying earlier about one of the shakes that we were discussing that Um, it's a protein shake Mm -hmm. and that's something that I associate with like, uh, men trying to get swole Mm -hmm. and, um, Dana will buy, uh, and eat this product, which I'm going to show to you now Mm -hmm. called protein packed. Oh, Kodiak power waffles. Uh huh. Do you, do you know about this? Yeah, I get their um, oatmeal sometimes. They have so like you know, cups so of you oatmeal. Know the, so you know the brand, but not necessarily the product. I don't know the waffles specifically. Okay. 100% whole grains, Kodiak cakes, mm-hmm. dark chocolate, 12 grams protein, non-GMO. That's all on the front. I'm reading all this on the front of the package. Oh, my God. And the, and the Kodiak cakes logo it's a very angry bear which i actually love that logo it's a ferocious bear he's like it honestly looks like it's not well it looks like he's trying to eat you it looks like it might be rabid yeah that's where the protein comes from your corpse Uh uh-huh um so i've seen this Uh and thought that's weird (laughs) because i associate branding like protein packed with like protein shakes and like uh-huh. trying to like build muscle. Uh-huh. Do you have what's your reaction? So I like these products actually don't bother me too much um because a lot of especially with breakfast um a lot of our breakfasts are really carb heavy. 
Um, which it's like sort of, I mean, I guess a European thing and an American thing. Um, I mean, we also have like eggs and bacon and stuff like that too, but especially when you're looking at quick breast breakfasts, they're really carb heavy. Um, mm-hmm. so like, for example, have I told you what I've been eating for breakfast? I don't think so. <laughs> okay. Are you ready to make a face? Uh, yeah, almost always. I've been eating, um, lentil soup with tomatoes and feta and Calabrian chilies. Like every day? <laughs> yeah. Okay. I make it, uh, I either make it and freeze it or I, um, make like, um, two, like a, two servings and then have one the one day and one the next day and then I'll make some more the next night. I've done it a couple of different ways. Okay. Because lentils have a lot of fiber, a lot of protein, um, and then I'm getting a lot of liquids and I'm getting vegetables, um, and so I'm getting a breakfast that isn't just, like, um, high carb. Mm-hmm. Um, and I know that my, I will then be fuller. I, 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 I mean, I think we all know fiber makes you feel full, and so I've been trying to figure out how to eat more fiber and protein mm-hmm. in the morning and um, if you don't want to eat too much meat, which I don't, uh, an easy, and I'm sick, I don't want to eat eggs every day, an easy way to do that is to eat pulses, and lentils are pulses. Okay, take your word for that. Now, that's interesting and uh, good for me to know and maybe remember about fiber. Um, <laughs> do, you, do you know what I have for breakfast? Oh, probably nothing. Are you one of those people that eats nothing for breakfast? No, I've never been one of those people. The closest that I've come to being one of those people was that there was a time around what other people would call middle school, mm-hmm. which is my way of saying, I think it was late grade school and or early high school. Yeah. Uh, when I drank Ensure uh-huh. shakes yeah. for breakfast. Uh-huh. Dana's giving me a look. Mm-hmm. Uh, like she didn't already know this. Uh, <laughs> she claims that she did. She didn't. <laughs> I'm pretty sure we've talked about it. Uh, no, uh, what I have now and have had for uh, several years is I start my day with one cliff bar. Oh, okay. Uh huh. I eat a cliff bar and I uh, go between two flavors. Because they are the two that say on the box contains caffeine. Uh-huh. And one is called Cool Mint Chocolate. Oh, that sounds very bad. And the other is called Peanut Toffee Buzz. That sounds better, but I'm not a huge fan of Cliff Bars. They don't like their texture. Mm. And uh, yeah, with that and a cup of coffee. Are oh, you the... do drink coffee. Okay. I was going to oh, ask yeah. that next. Oh, yeah, yeah. I have for some time. Absolutely. Yeah. I don't drink coffee every single day. I'm I'm, I'm not one of those, like, always drinking coffee at yes. work type uh-huh. people. I am a start my day with one cup of coffee uh-huh. every day yes. sort of person. And then just occasionally uh, treat myself to more. But mm-hmm. I'm not, like, craving it all the time. Yeah, it's the way to be. Yeah, I try. But yeah, I think, I mean, and I think what you're bringing up too is like, 
there is so much information out there, right? There's like so many mm-hmm. different ways you can do things. And it's mm-hmm. hard to know. Like the idea with the waffles that Dana's eating is that she's saying, I like to eat a quick breakfast. I mean, I don't know for certain. My guess is she's saying, I like to eat a quick breakfast. Sometimes um, it's a snack, but yes, sure. Or a snack. Um, mm-hmm. And I like waffles. They're comforting to me. I like chocolate. It is delicious. What if I can do that and get more nutrition? <laughs> Sounds like reading a lot into very little information, and yet I I can say probably m- more or less accurate. Yeah. Um, and so, like, I, you know, I'm not trying to, like, game any system with me eating lentils for breakfast necessarily, but, um, but yeah, I, uh, I, I think that I, I, I'm trying to have more empathy for people who get sucked into these detox things. Mm-hmm. Um, but I also, uh, think that we, I think that part of the reason Dana or not Dana, Sarah wanted me to talk about this is like at its basest level, it's just false. Right. Mm-hmm. But then there's these layers and layers and layers and layers about why it's happening and why it's still working. And like, yeah. that's the real problem. Mm-hmm. Um, and so it's hard to, I think, address that sort of subject that's so big. Yeah. And and we can say this one million times in a million different contexts. And in my opinion, it will never get old and I will never stop talking about it. I don't care how repetitive it is. Mm-hmm. It needs to be, you know, that nail needs to be hammered into the ground, through the ground and out the other side of the earth. <laughs> the, the thing we're repeating being, you know, the real issue is capitalism yes, or the real, the real issue. issue is the patriarchy or the real issue is, you know, other, you know, forms of systemic discrimination, et cetera, mm-hmm. et cetera. Um, it's all systems, baby. Systems that have that, failed us. That damn system. I I have a fact and I think this is a good fact to end on because I know I mentioned billionaires yeah. earlier. Uh-huh. And in terms of like capitalism here specifically too. I saw mm-hmm. this thing the other day that was like, when we're talking about billionaires, we are, I, it's such a big number that we don't really conceptualize what it means. Oh, yeah. Right. So, like, a billion seconds mm-hmm. is 31 and a half years, mm-hmm. and a million seconds is six and a half days. Right. Yeah. And then if- Yeah, you- it really, it really does us a disservice that million and billion- rhyme yes <laughs> that they're the same word except for one letter it yeah. really it's really short changes the difference between the two and then i saw something that was like um and if you look at like the median like the the, the poverty threshold mm-hmm. income which is i think like twenty four thousand dollars or something like that okay. um that is like hours. It's like three hours. So if you're looking at like time to play with to succeed, right? It's like the difference between not even an episode of that show, or, or not even, um, not even a season of that show twenty four. <laughs> that show twenty four, and what are- and how old you and I are essentially, uh, like our whole life, right? Uh, yeah. So yeah, that's that's my that's my thing. I'm smug about it, just like Sarah is. Yeah, and I and, and now I you so, are too. I think. Absolutely, yeah. I so appreciate it. I was de- I'm 
despite my uh, misunderstanding of what was going to be discussed, I think I was I was primed to to be on board with what you were talking about. Yeah. And uh, but from just years of of absorbing uh, opinions on the internet, not about the subject specifically, but about the systemic issues that we're talking about. Yeah, so, totally. Yeah, yeah, we're we're on the same page, and I thank you for for bringing me uh, this uh, this this specific information mm-hmm. uh, to that context. And I say, job well done. And I will toast you. I just tipped my metaphorical hat, which the yes. goslings can't see. And I just lifted a glass of metaphorical <laughs> skinny tea talks for men. <laughs> And I'm going to take a big sip and say, that's the tea, sis. And now you got to go to the bathroom, right? Yes. <laughs> Bye. <laughs> Bye, Will. Love you. Love you, too. <laughs> Will is on Twitter and Letterboxd at youngest of one, and his website is williamhoffacker.com. You can find Liz at exclamate on Instagram, at exclamate underscore on Twitter, or on her website, elizabethdeannamorrislakes.com. Our website is smugbuds.com, and the podcast is at smugbuds on Twitter and Instagram. <laughs>